Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing this morning? I hope you're doing wonderful. Welcome to the Dr. Dapp Show. I'm Dr. Dapp, and I'm having a really relaxing day. I took the day to cleanse my hair with warm water and nourishing shampoos, do a nice deep condition, and just allow my strands to feel silky and smooth and soft. Put my hair up in a bun, and now I'm sitting down and enjoying some vanilla peach tea from Germany. And I'm just reflecting on this beautiful trip that I had to Italy. And in thinking about it, and thinking about all the different things that I felt and observed and experienced, I wanted to share some of that with you. Whenever I go to another country, I take the time to really take in where I am, what's happening, and what I can take back with me. Aside from just having a really nice vacation, I want to leave with something long-lasting and transformative. So I thought, you know what? I have some girlfriends that may want to hear about this on my show, so let me go ahead and talk about it here. So that's what we're going to talk about today, five things that I learned in Italy that really helped me with my femininity and can hopefully help you too. We've been talking about some serious, heavy stuff, so I thought it would be nice to have something a little lighthearted for you to just enjoy. So I want you to sit back, relax, get something warm to drink, and let's talk about this. So I went on a trip to Italy for seven days with my husband and my toddler, (laughs) and it was a dream. The actual travel with the toddler is another, another conversation for another day. But the vacation in and of itself was so beautiful. I went not really knowing what to expect because there are so many different parts of Italy and they all have their own charming attributes. I went to a part that I've never really seen anyone talk about, so I didn't really know what to expect, and it's called Puglia. It's spelled P-U-G-L-I-A. And it's a city that's considered like a coastal beach city, so it's right next to the water. It's very calm, beautiful, and everything about it was just breathtaking so i went to a part that wasn't full of tourists it wasn't full of commotion it was very relaxing and i think that added extra value for me to really experience a slow living part of the world that taught me so much so i remember being by the pool at the hotel and the hotel was breathtakingly beautiful they had these flowers everywhere different colors like orange blood orange red purple green i mean yellow beautiful flowers everywhere so everywhere you walked it just felt like you were in this gorgeous garden so i'm out sitting by the pool enjoying the breeze and looking at the water and the flowers And the bartender asked if I wanted something to drink. And I said, sure, I'll have a lemon soda. So I'm having my lemon soda and I'm just telling him how beautiful this place is and how I could actually see myself living here. 
And he says, you know what? A lot of people say that when they come here, especially people who live in big cities. And I'm from Los Angeles, so it is like the complete opposite of this place. And he said, but one thing you need to know, and this is the first thing that I learned. He said, one thing you need to know here is that if you're someone who enjoys lots of luxury, a flashy lifestyle, having everything at your fingertips at all times, being on the scene, then this is not the place for you. We don't make a lot of money here. We don't have a whole lot. But what we do have are the things that matter the most in life. And that's good food, good people, great conversations, and quality time. And that's the first thing that I learned was how important it was for people to enjoy the things in life. So I saw lots of families who were talking with one another, like they're out, but they're actually talking to each other. They're not on their phone. They're not distracted by other things or themselves. They are with each other in every moment and they're eating, they're laughing, they're touching, they're playing. It's a very involved lifestyle in terms of connection with other people. And that is so important in your femininity as a woman to enjoy people. Now, I know that some of you are introverted and you feel like you're happiest when you're by yourself, which may be true. But I feel like a lot of those labels, like I'm an introvert, I'm this and I'm that, are very restrictive because all of us usually do need a certain amount of time to recharge and some of us do feel more comfortable being by ourselves. However, we are made as relational people. We were created to connect. People who truly are isolated for long periods of time have the highest levels of depression. Whether they consider themselves introvert, this or that, it doesn't really matter. We're wired for connection. So even if you're not physically connecting with a person, like talking to them in person or at the store, maybe you're online and you're looking at someone or you're watching a video or you're listening to a podcast, that's still a form of connection. So the idea behind it is that connecting with people matters looking into someone's eyes, (laughs) taking in a kiss from someone, even if it's just a greeting or a handshake, those moments matter. And the waiter was talking about how he would spend afternoons with his grandfather on the beach. And it's something that a lot of the people do in that town. It's on Sundays, the families go and sit on the beach and enjoy pasta out of one big bowl. They just eat together and spend time with their grandparents and their cousins and they play in the water. They laugh, they drink their lemon sodas and soak in the sun, enjoying every moment. And it is a beautiful memory. It's a beautiful practice, just something to aspire to spending moments with people you love and focusing on things that really matter. You know, when you go on YouTube or Instagram, people are constantly flashing things in your face, flashing their purse, flashing themselves, how pretty they are, how great their makeup looks, how nice their nails look. I mean, people are pretty much always constantly bombarding you with themselves. 
it is nice to be in an environment where people are actually concerned about you. They want to connect with you. They want to learn about you. They want to talk to you. They want to see how your day is going. They want to create an opportunity for laughter and for love and for connection, not just to show themselves off, not just to receive compliments on how great they are, why you should buy this and why you need that and why your life sucks without this. The things that matter most. Enjoying those things is one of the most beautiful reminders that I needed to see in a place where they have everything that's so beautiful at their fingertips. Something else I noticed in Italy that really helped me to tap into my femininity and remind me of the things that are important is soaking in leisure with your surroundings. Now, again, I said this place was by the water, very scenic. Everything was just so beautiful. And because it was more of a slow-paced lifestyle, there was time to look around to take in my environment to not be so quick to fuss about things and to complain about things but to stare at something and acknowledge it and think about it and take it in and be grateful for it i spent lots of afternoons just sort of walking around with my son looking at different flowers taking photos of them admiring them thinking about different things in my life, reflecting on things. And I noticed that a lot of people did that. Like when I saw people walking around, they weren't walking very fast. They were walking with their children. They were looking at things. They were admiring things. There wasn't this rush. And that was so important to see. I also noticed that with this sort of soaking in when parents were with their children one thing I noticed and I loved seeing this was the Italian women were so free they were free to laugh with their children throw their head back fill their mouth with pasta like they didn't care about looking perfect and someone watching them eat and all of the things that you know we see people caring a lot about here in the U.S. They enjoyed their food. They filled their mouth with shrimp and with pasta and with tomato sauce and filled their children's mouths with it, laughed together. I didn't see parents fussing at their children like in public. I didn't see them spending time scolding their children, being annoyed with their children. They were together. And I did see a number of children acting up because they're children and that's what they do. <laughs> but I was watching how the mothers dealt with their children acting up in public. They were walking together and the little girl just stops and folds her arms and pouts and starts crying. I saw how the mother just sort of walked over and looked at her, didn't even say anything, just looked at her and waited and walked away when it was time and they all left together. But I just noticed, I noticed the way that 
the women were with their children. And this is something that is very important and personal to me. I value motherhood. I value the importance of mothers being nurturing and loving to their children. Yes, I understand you're going to get frustrated. And trust me, with this trip, hmm, (laughs) I think I got more frustrated than I've ever been. Um, dealing with a toddler in in all of this chaos in terms of time difference and everything else. However, I noticed because I have been really cultivating this, how I reacted, even though I felt the frustration, it did not come out the same way that I felt, which is a blessing to him and to me. He still felt intense love and care and connection, even in the moments that he was having an issue. And this is something that I think is so important and beautiful and necessary for us as women to think about these things in the moments when we are feeling overwhelmed and frustrated with our children, how we respond to that, how we react to that, what we do with that. What do we give them? You know, what do they receive from us in those moments? And I loved watching it. I love watching the mothers with their sons and their sons acting silly and the mothers laughing and just being with them in those moments. (laughs) There was a woman, I remember she was sitting by the water and she was probably in her late 30s, early 40s. Her hair looked like it had been wet and was sort of just tussled. Her hair was like blonde mixed with brown very short and wavy and she had on a beautiful yellow sundress and sunglasses and she had like sunspots and freckles from the sun very little makeup with some lipstick and she was with her son he was probably about five years old they were sitting by the water eating and he was doing silly things with his food and she just kept laughing and throwing her head back and looking at him and laughing and throwing her head back and that connection was just so beautiful i know that little boy is going to remember those moments for the rest of his life just being with his mother eating and seeing her throw her head back, laughing, gleaming with the sun in her face and just enjoying time with him uninterrupted, not on her phone, not thinking about anything else, but that moment. And those things are so important. Those are the things that really matter. And those are the things that I hope you leave with, you take in and can help to change your life. Ladies, before we continue, I want to share my fragrance line with you, Fine Forever. Fine Forever is a fragrance line with a promise. It is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of God. Each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with God, you will be fine forever. We launched our first fragrance, 2911, after the scripture, Jeremiah 29:11, which talks about the plans God has for your life. This fragrance is rich, deep, mysterious, and feminine. It will surely turn heads and become a signature scent for you. 
We also have our Faith Collection, which introduces two beautiful fragrances that are unique and memorable, Silent Storm and Mustard Seed. Mustard Seed is a fresh, delicate, and bright aquatic floral fragrance, and it's reminiscent of a warm beach on a tropical sea. Silent Storm is a decadent gourmand fragrance that portrays youthful femininity. Silent Storm is rich, smooth, and refined. Visit the website www.fineforever.com. You can use the code Dr. Daff for 20% off of your fragrance. Thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your support. Now, back to our episode. Another beautiful thing that I picked up during my trip to Italy was the power of fragrance. Now, if you're not familiar with me, then maybe you don't realize how seriously I take fragrance, but fragrance is something I live for. I love smelling good. And not only do I love to smell good, I love for things to smell good. So whether it's a candle or a room fragrance or you know a hairspray whatever it is I just love fragrance and the power of fragrance helps me in my life in so many different ways I will use fragrance before I use anything else so if I have a headache I would rather take a couple dabs of lavender oil on my wrist and inhale deeply than pop an Advil or a Tylenol for my headache So I'm always going to lean towards fragrance if I can because I love fragrance and that's why I have a fragrance line because fragrance is everything to me. Whenever I travel, I always purchase a fragrance for the trip because I'm one of those people who connects deeply with scent. So if I smell something, it will take me right back to that moment, that vacation. All of those memories will sweep over me and I love that. So I always have a fragrance for every trip I go on. And I did purchase a fragrance for this trip. It was it was lovely, but that's not the point of this conversation. I noticed in Italy, and I have no idea why this is, but I noticed, especially where I was, that there was so much fragrance, like everything smelled beautiful and very understated, not like a powerful in your nose, like burning your nostrils fragrance, but like everything smelled perfumed. And I thought it was the most interesting thing. Like, why does everything smell good? Like, do they spray something in the air? I mean, even in the airport, the scent just lingered. And that was so pleasing to me. In the hotel, I think they even perfumed like the bed sheets and everything because (laughs) everything smelled so good. And 
Let me mention this because this is actually really important. I'm not going to get into all the details, but during my trip, like right before I left and on the way there, I was actually going through something very painful, traumatic. I don't even know what, what to call it at this point, but I was suffering because of something that was happening. And when I got there, I was not in a good mood in terms of like how I felt. I didn't feel good. I wasn't feeling very happy or very lifted because of what I was experiencing. And the fragrance being everywhere helped. It helped a lot. It helped me not to like fall deep into that pit that I felt like my mind was trying to pull me into. There was something just lifting me up and that fragrance was so beautiful to me in that way because it just helped my mind to sort of refocus and say like what is this beautiful scent I'm smelling (laughs) it was almost a distraction for my emotions where I wasn't I couldn't soak in the sorrow because I was being lifted up by a scent if that makes sense to you. Um, But that was something I noticed. I noticed that people smelled really good. They cared about the way that they smelled. And I can always appreciate that. I can always appreciate someone that takes a little bit of time to smell nice. And I'm not someone who likes overpowering scents. Like if you've purchased any of my fragrances, yes, some of them are strong in the sense that like you're going to smell it. A person will smell it, but it's not strong where it's going to be hurting your nose. It's not strong where it's going to completely overtake you. Most of my fragrances, only one of them is like extremely strong. The other two are strong enough for you to feel like, okay, I spent good money. They smell super good. I can smell it on me. It's strong enough, but it also melts into your skin to where like you become part of the fragrance. It's not just a fragrance sitting on your skin. And that's what I believe in. And that's why my fragrances have that special factor because a person, the perfumer that I work with, he is from France and he studied perfume for so many years, but has the same beliefs in terms of how he likes to formulate his fragrances. He has that same belief and he does a really good job of that. And I feel like the people that I encountered in Italy had that same perspective with fragrance. It wasn't overpowering, but when you walked up to someone at a coffee shop and you had to be close to them in line, you could smell like something really beautiful lingering in the air that did not disrupt your cappuccino, but just added to it. And that is something that just reminded me sometimes because I like fragrance so much, like I can, I take it probably a little bit too seriously. And if I only have a certain amount of fragrances and none of them match my mood for the day, I get kind of like, oh, like I get bummed that I can't find a fragrance in my room or in my house that fits the mood that I want to sit in that day. But it just reminded me that sometimes you can do things to like create your own fragrances. You can take a little essential oil and mix it with your lotion or mix it with your oils and you can add a little more fragrance to your life in that way where it's not like a perfume, but maybe just a couple drops of myrrh oil or a couple drops of peppermint and vanilla or a little bit of ylang ylang or you know just something that 
meets your need for that day. Even if it's just a tiny bit of rose oil, you just want to smell a little rosy, but you don't want a full blown perfume, then do that. It's so nice and it just lifts me up. It lifts other people up when they're around you to smell something that's really beautiful. <sighs> I can't talk about fragrance all day and all night. So I'm not going to do that to you ladies. I'm just not. But I wanted to say that I did notice that they cared about fragrance and I smelled it everywhere. Oh, let me just leave with this. I did have a fragrance that I purchased before my trip, but the fragrance that really embodied this trip for me in terms of like everything that I saw and felt and <sighs> experienced was actually a shower oil that was a sample that I used and I have used this actual fragrance before and I was never really into it but in Italy in this area by the water the fragrance was perfect for it and I could not get enough of it. I just felt so luxurious and peaceful and pretty. And it's a fragrance from a brand called Diptyque. This one is called Doson, I believe it's pronounced. I'm going to spell it out for you so that you, if you want to, and I'm not saying go buy it, but if you want to just smell my experience <laughs> for those of you who are fragrance lovers like me and a smell can help you even like picture an experience this is how my experience smelled like doson so it's spelled d-o-s-o-n doson but there are two types there's the doson and there's the doson eau de parfum I'm not sure which one the shower oil is formulated after, if it's formulated after the Eau de Toilette or the Eau de Parfum, but I think it may be formulated from the Eau de Parfum. So if you're in the store and you want to smell it, I think it's the Eau de Parfum. Gorgeous, gorgeous, unique, deep, rich, sensual, feminine, peaceful scent. Smell it if you want to smell what I experienced. Italy. Something else I learned on this beautiful vacation to Italy was the kindness of strangers and how important it is for me to be kind and how important it is in terms of my femininity to stay kind even when I don't feel <laughs> like being very kind. I noticed people on this trip and I've been to a number of places and I have never been to a place where the people were so kind. It stood out, like it, it stood out in my face. I couldn't ignore it, it was just everywhere. The people were always in a pleasant mood. And I'm not saying that they were cheerful walking around skipping, but they were pleasant. Like people would smile and let me tell you, having my son with me, they 
loved my son. Now, my son is a charmer and people love him everywhere. But here in Italy, they made it known like they walked up to him. They pinched his cheeks. They rubbed his head. They gave him, blew him kisses and spoke to him. And, you know, here in America, you know, the culture is a little bit different. And if someone did come up to my son and start rubbing his head, I would be disturbed and upset. And I would definitely not allow that. But over there, there was this beautiful sort of like energy that came with it like the people did it in a very genuine loving way it wasn't creepy didn't give me any weird feelings it just kind of looked like this is their nephew this is their grandson they had this glow when they would see him and they were so kind to my son I mean he received so many free meals ice cream chips all kinds of stuff from people because they just love people they're so kind and they're so helpful and so loving and this was something that really stood out to me and really made me appreciate how important it is for people to love on not just you but love on your children because i needed that like i needed their support because i was dealing with something very unpredictable i never knew how he was going to react to certain things whether it was at a restaurant with certain food or just yelling and screaming and people in america can be very i don't know what the word is right now i don't want to say the wrong one but not everyone is very open to children being children some people become very annoyed with it and in america people tend to be a lot more self-centered in general so i'm used to that And he's a very well-behaved toddler, but he's a toddler, okay? He's going to screech at a five-star restaurant because that's what toddlers do. And instead of giving me a dirty look, people would just smile and laugh and say, he is beautiful and tell me about how they wish that they took their children with them when they traveled and how they regret it and how great we're doing as parents and all of these encouraging loving words that really helped me and let him feel so loved and accepted so I enjoy that greatly and let me tell you (laughs) I was having a really bad day one of the days and everything was going wrong it was actually the day of the wedding we went for a wedding and my son was in this gorgeous like six thousand year old cathedral it was the most beautiful church i have ever stepped in in my life and i knew there was no way he was going to be able to sit through this catholic service and so i ended up taking him outside and he was wilding out outside. He wanted to run around. The ground was wet because it was raining. There was dirt. There was worms. And he had on a white outfit. So I was like, no way. No way are you going to run around on this gravel. And I ended up letting go of his hand at one point And he darted because that's what he does. He dashes and he fell. And of course, he starts crying standing on a ramp there was a man on a bicycle he was going up and down and normally I would have moved out of his way but I was in such a annoyed mood I was acting completely out of character and I did not move I did not move for this man I was like figure it out get around me somehow I'm not moving like you figure it out I'm dealing with this baby and I would have never done that. I don't know what got into me to be that rude because I'm not a rude person by nature. And I have never been so rude to like not even care about 
someone else. But in that moment, I was just completely overwhelmed. And I didn't move for the man. I did not move for him. Now, the next day, we were having dinner at the restaurant that we had dinner at a few times. And the manager, who loved my son, um, he's like an older man. He was such a lovely, happy, joyful older man. And he walks over to us and he was like, um, well, he didn't say hi. He said like, Bonacera or ciao or something. And he looked at my son. And he's like, I saw you yesterday at the church. And I said, really? We didn't see you at the church. Like, well, what are you doing at the church? He was like, I was the guy on the bicycle. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was you? He's like, yeah, but you didn't recognize me. Well, obviously, he had like glasses on. His face was covered. Why would this like old guy be at like, it just didn't. How would I have known it was him? There was no way I would have known it was him. But my lesson was learned like you need to be careful how you treat people because you never know who that person is. And it was very unkind of me to not move out of his way and to just be so I don't know. I was just being so rude. Uh, because I was annoyed <laughs> not knowing that he was a waiter who had been like helping us out loving on my family the whole time and he probably and, and I asked him did you see my son fall he said yeah he saw him fall and I think he was actually trying to help us that's why he came up there on the ramp and I just totally was so rude to him I could have actually gotten some help with him and, and that's my that's my fault and that's what I got from that behavior but it was a reminder to me how important it is to be kind and be loving even when you're having a really hard moment you just never know you know who God is sending to help you or what someone else is dealing with there's no reason not to be kind so that was a lesson I learned and I will never forget it because it was very embarrassing but their kindness really moved me in every way and Kindness is something that is so important in femininity, in life, in being a woman of God, is to be peculiar, be unusual, like be different than what people expect you to be. And it is tested the most in your hardest, in your most difficult moments, because by nature, I am probably one of the nicest people you would ever meet. But it doesn't matter if what it actually matters, I don't act nice. That's what it matters. So that was a lesson for me that I hope you can also take with you and remember when you're having a having a day, having a moment. And the final lesson that I was reminded of on this trip to Italy 
was the importance of fashion, the importance of putting some thought and some care into the way that you present yourself. As we know, as a feminine woman, looking beautiful, looking put together, looking clean is foundational. It's the bare minimum. It's the basics. <laughs> However, when I was in Italy, I noticed that the men, the women, the children, everyone looked like they put some thought into their clothes. They didn't just wake up and arrive as is. They combed their hair. They put on a little lipstick. They put on some sunglasses. And I was in the city part where the people who lived there were visiting restaurants and shops. They were not tourists. And I took time to really look at the street style because I wanted to see what are people actually wearing on the day to day. And everyone looked good. And it's not like they were going to a fashion show. It's not like they looked like they were stepping on a red carpet. They were just doing the basics, but no one was wearing baggy clothes. No one was wearing things that belonged to the opposite gender. Like everyone looked appropriate for themselves. And that was a beautiful thing to see because when you're surrounded by people who are sluggish and sloppy and overworked and overtired and just barely making it through life because they're burdened, you can sometimes start to dress and act like them because that's what you're around. And you say like, well, why should I look nice? So how come I'm the only person that dresses up and everyone else looks like this? Well, you're different. <laughs> And as a woman of God, you're a peculiar person, right? You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to show up in a way that other people don't. When you look good, you feel better. You're more confident. You make other people feel better. You perform better. You show that you care about yourself. And it doesn't mean you need to wear expensive stuff. It just means that you need to take some time and put some thought into your appearance. And that's what I saw. I just saw women who were wearing t-shirt and trousers or a blouse and some linen shorts and sandals. Everyone just looked like they put some thought into their appearance. They bought clothes that were made of natural fibers, quality materials. And that was a wonderful thing to see. Nothing looked like it was cheaply made. Everything looked like it could last. So it may not be the most fashionable, trendy outfit, but it's something that woman could probably wear for five years and it still looks good because it's quality material. It was nice to see women who look like they had some self-respect for their bodies and for the environment and cared about the way that they showed up, even if it was just to get some gelato and some pizza. So this was something that was a reminder for me, even on the days that I don't feel like caring about my appearance because why should I? Everyone looks like crap. Reminding myself, I'm not everyone. I'm not. I'm not everyone. And I don't want to be everyone. And this is something that is passed down from generation to generation. This is something that I care about for my legacy, for my family, for my husband, my day to day dealings with people. People notice, people care because it influences them as well. It's so much more than just fashion or superficial behavior. It's part of you. Your clothes end up becoming part of you. So again, it's not about expensive stuff. It's not about having designer clothes and you know all of that. It's not about that. It's just about looking like you put some thought into your appearance and that you care about yourself.
so ladies, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I know it's something a little bit different than what I normally do, but I hope it was enjoyable to you. If you ever get a chance to visit Italy, I would recommend that you visit, you know, lots of different cities. There are so many different beautiful places in Italy, but definitely go to some of the touristy places, but also visit some of the more relaxed, scenic places. Visit the countryside, sit by the water, (laughs) visit the coast. Talk to people, talk to the people who live there, the locals who can tell you about their life and have those connections, have those moments. Even today when I was making my tea, I was wanting to just make my peach vanilla tea and come record this podcast. And I remembered, oh, my husband, he caught a cold on the way back, so he could probably use some tea. So I thought, okay, let me go ahead and make him some lemon ginger tea. And as I was making it, I thought, you know what? because of this trip I remembered like this is my family it's important to pour love and not be self-centered and not be all about me because I just wanted to hurry up and make this tea girl come and do my thing enjoy my self-care day but I thought no he's not feeling well let me get a real lemon squeeze it into this tea some honey pour it into this tea and take it up to him and that's what it's all about you know if you're making a bowl of pasta make it delicious make it fresh add some things from the earth to it and then make enough for yourself and for other people in your house who might be hungry even if they're not hungry it's there for them to eat and that's what it's about it's about having this open heart to say that i care about you i care about the little things in life the things that make life worth living the moments the food the connection the love the fun Those are some of the things that I was reminded about on this trip to Italy, and these are the things that I hope you can also take with you. I did take lots of pictures and videos that are on my Instagram, on my stories, but if you were not (laughs) on my Instagram, then you didn't get to see them. But I do have a couple posts of my trip, so if you want to head over to my Instagram, you can look at some of the pictures and leave me a comment if you listen to this podcast and let me know what you thought of it Uh, if you've been to italy let me know which part you visited and what you thought of it and i hope that you enjoyed it we will continue fiercely feminine we're talking next time about how your mother influences or impacts your femininity so that's what's coming next but i wanted something to sort of slip in to just make you smile so i hope that this podcast did that for you I love you, and remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.